Hello, I'm Boz. And I'm Ben. And this week we'll be talking about sterling silver, wheeling a wide load, pancakes and pitchforks, and a myriad of marathons. Welcome to Backseat Coaches. us back for another week us us <laughs> the backseat coaches oh, yeah, we, I, I forget we introduce ourselves before we start this <laughs> yeah i know yeah it is weird doing the intro after we record isn't it because it does kind of it makes you forget now what's going to be before and we just have to get into it <laughs> yeah which you is difficult just kick off yeah it is hard to just kick off sometimes Talking of kicking off, did you oh. see? Did you see the football in the week? The women's football this week. I watched it? all of it. Yeah, some of it. You said. And when I say all of it, <laughs> yeah, you sort of, we were aware that it was on, sort of. I watched the first half of the Germany friendly. Mm-hmm. So that uh, was on Saturday last. So Saturday gone. Wasn't yeah. It? Um, biggest attendance to a women's football 77, game ever. Seventy-seven thousand. Seventy-seven thousand people, and you could hear it, couldn't you? I don't know if you yeah, heard it. Yeah. In... Uh, um, yeah, I saw Ellen White's goal. Mm, yeah, and they went big, didn't they? Yeah, fans went big for that. Oh, so was... did she. Like you yeah. could see that she appreciated playing in front of yeah, such a big I wonder, crowd. I wonder if it's the biggest crowds. I wonder if the World Cup crowds were bigger. Uh, there was a World Cup in USA and Canada, wasn't there? Not this one, but the one before. Yeah, you were saying Canada. I think the the crowds there probably would have been bigger, but still, like these are uh, for a home crowd as well. This must have definitely was the biggest home crowd that they they ever played in front of, and unfortunately couldn't get the result. No, bit of a shame. And in stark contrast, got the result Mm. against the Czech Republic. They did in front of nobody. In front of one man (laughs) and his dog. (laughs) There was it was a big stadium as well, wasn't it? (laughs) The Czech Republic stadium, and it looked empty. I, th- I thought it was played behind closed doors for a bit. I thought they'd done something yeah. wrong, but nope. <laughs> I saw I saw the England's third goal go in. Yeah. And just nothing. To nothing. And I had no idea it was a goal. Even the players didn't celebrate that much, I thought, no. in that game. <laughs> it's, there's something weird going on with England's women's team. They are not. They don't seem to be enjoying well. themselves, do they? Not enjoying themselves, really struggling to play any sort of good football. Yeah, it's something, I don't know what it is. I was reading about it in the week and Phil Neville obviously did really well at the World Cup, but yeah. since the World Cup, they've they've not, they've won one in seven, I think. Yeah. Um, and lost the friendly to Germany on Saturday. Scraped past the Czech Republic, who are apparently, by all accounts, not a particularly good no. team. I've not seen them before. They weren't at the World Cup, so that... Says gives a lot, you, Yeah, it gives you something, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, England... Uh, to be fair, in that game, I don't know if you've seen the goals from the Czech Republic game. Yes. I thought the first goal was a brilliant ball through yeah. from the Czech Republic girl, and the second goal was a screamer from distance. I don't think they can be blamed all that much for those two goals. Like They were blaming the de- the English defence for both of those goals. The three ball, maybe they should have been a bit closer yeah. to her, but the the second goal, it just broke and she hit it from distance, and it it was a good hit, I thought. They blamed the keeper for it. I didn't think it was the keeper's fault particularly. So they have been on a bit of a, a on a bit of a slump. Mm. So you, I, I was thinking maybe you could put it down to because a lot of the games have been friendlies, mm. uh, blooding new talent. But the team against Germany was 
bar the keeper. Yeah. Pretty much England's first team. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, they, they had the two. Uh, they had a different girl at centre back, didn't they? Because Millie Bright played in the World yeah. Cup and uh, in the Germany game. She Millie Bright played in the Czech Republic yes. game. I can't remember who played at centre back. Uh, is it Freeman? Oh, something no. like that. I, I can't remember her name. But she was she was See, different anyway. If we don't have a sticker, I won't know her. It, well, yeah, very much that. <laughs> that is the problem. <laughs> But I, uh, yeah, there's got to be something changed, I think, in, in English women's football at the moment. I don't know Phil what it Neville. is. Well, there's a lot of talk, isn't there, about mm, Phil Gale? Such talk. I hope not, because he, he seemed like he was doing such a good again. job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It'd be bad for everyone. <laughs> Let's have a look at some of the headlines, shall we, from this week? Did you see, also in England football, but in the men's football this time, did you see Raheed Sterling? What's his name? Raheem Sterling. <laughs> did you see him getting in a fight with Joe Gomez? <laughs> Did yeah, real bad. It seems like it got just... an, and Gomez has a nasty scrape. Yeah, have you seen it? Have no, you seen I the haven't. Scratch? It's got a big scratch down from like his eye. A scratch. It's quite a bit of a scratch. Poor apparently, from diamond studded handbags. Yes, apparently it was from his jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> not not because he was scratching him with his fingernails. I could imagine that's how Raheem Sterling <laughs> fights. <laughs> He's only little, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> just gets his Catty. claws out. Yeah, <laughs> um, bit of a weird one. Like, it seemed like England, the men's side, seemed to have been so sort of together. Yeah. Particularly like at the World Cup, that that seemed to be their strength. Their like their play wasn't necessarily so good, but their atmosphere was really good. I think the difference, I guess, the difference being the World mm. Cup started a while after the season ended. Yeah. So, so they'd... They'd probably quickly forget. Yeah, maybe um, managed to put those differences com- aside. Yeah. And everyone sort of pushing towards one thing. Yeah, because this was uh, on the back of. A massive defeat for Man City yeah. uh, against Liverpool, which a lot of people have already forecasted. That that's the end of the league. A, that's a the end of the season. Defeat, yeah, or a um, title winning defeat. Very early. <laughs> yes, very early to be calling that. I think it's not even Christmas yeah. yet. What are they? Eleven, twelve points clear or nine. something? Nine? Are they only nine? Nine, eight or nine? The, it's nowhere near. T- enough. Teams have cl- have lost eight point leads in April. Yeah, <laughs> Liverpool, I think, did, didn't they? In that one where uh, Gerrard slipped over. Yeah. Didn't they? They gave away a big lead that season. So uh, very early to be writing yeah. off Man City. Man City, billions of pounds on their roster. They've got January transfer window to come. Who knows who they'll sign yeah. in there? Could be anyone. Could be Joe Gomez. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> did you see about Eddie Pepperell getting disqualified? I don't think so. Eddie Pepperell, golf man. He's golf a golf man. man. Um, Eddie, Eddie Pepperell, golf man. Yes, that's his full business card. <laughs> <laughs> and it might well be because he didn't seem very happy about being a golf man. So I think he's not putting his all in at the moment. From what I read about this, it's a very weird story. So he was disqualified from the Turkish Open for running out of balls. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> because he kept it in the ball into the water. Apparently, uh-huh. four or five balls, according to his uh, playing partner, Martin Keimer, um, there's been no comment from Eddie Pepperell. He like he just walked off the course at this stage. Ah, fuck it. He was putting it in the wall, putting it in the wall. Oh, I'm sick of it. Put, I'm going home. Fair. <laughs> and got I disqualified. <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently, that wasn't the first inkling either that he was giving up. Because apparently on the third... This was only the fourth hole as well of the tournament, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the third hole. He putted with his wedge and not a putter. He, just, he didn't bother to get a putter ah. out. I've got it in my hand already. I'm just putting it with it. Yeah. That that's how I would play golf. <laughs> oh, what's the point of all these different clubs? Oh, just as bad as anything. <laughs> yeah, just snooker shot anything. He's a cricket batter. Yeah. Care. So Eddie, 
if there seems to be something wrong, mate, just you can come to us if you want to talk to someone. Just maybe just take a week off. Take a week off. I <laughs> Go on holiday. Turkey's nice. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's what it was. Want to get down the beach? Oh uh, yeah. Smart. So always thinking that, Eddie. Did you see about Saracens getting booed? Booed and waved fake fifty, 50 notes. Fake yeah. fifty pound notes. Where do people find fake fifty pound notes? No idea. Where do you find real fifty pound notes? I've never seen one. <laughs> That's a lie. I've seen one and it was amazing. <laughs> you don't see them very often though, do no, you? No, you don't. They're very rare. And so this was to do with the 35-point fine that they've been given and yeah. 5.36 million pound fine, yes. which in rugby is a lot of money. Is, yeah. like the, the sums of money in rugby is nothing like football, is it? So that was a huge fine for them um, on the back of breaching salary cap rules. Yeah. And so we this broke last week before we recorded, and I didn't want to talk about it because I don't really know enough about it to say whether I think they're bad boys or not. Because they broke the rules. They're so bad boys. <laughs> th- that is what the ruling has been. Yeah. But they have said that they had agreed, they pre-agreed with the league things that were outside of the salary cap, which is like image oh, rights and stuff. And that was what they've been fine for breaching is like because these have now been counted as part of the salaries and therefore they've gone over the salary cap but they thought that they were not part of the salaries it's all very complicated yes. for me um <laughs> but i like the fact that they're getting booed i like booing <laughs> <laughs> and i like the 50 pound notes thing i think yeah. that's very good i like anything where you bring a prop yes to, <laughs> to like barrack just, a team just a little bit more thought and commitment to yeah. that yeah definitely like the sandpaper at, yeah. at uh, the cricket i, oh, I love that i and the Saracens won. Yeah, they did. They beat Gloucester <laughs> without all their like good players as well. They yeah. pushed them over the salary cap, so maybe it didn't even matter. They didn't even need it. Did you see about Kieran Trippier this week? No. So Kieran Trippier did a, an interview this week. He went to Atletico. He is. It yeah. Was, did he go in the summer? Yeah. I didn't see. I didn't really hear much about him leaving. Um, yeah, is kind of just, overshadowed maybe yeah. by other transfers, but he's at Atletico Madrid. Seems to be loving it. Like, yeah, uh, and fair play to him. Like he's gone to a good team in a good league, and back in the England squad this week. So good. that's good news for him. Um, but not having it all his own way. Uh, apparently, Diego Costa has started calling him Rooney, and now everyone's <laughs> doing it. <laughs> and when I say everyone <laughs> I mean everyone like everyone in the street is calling him Rooney all his fans are like when he's training they're shouting Rooney at him I think it's hilarious because <laughs> he he doesn't look entirely like Rooney but he doesn't look entirely unlike him either <laughs> he looks he looks very English yes he does he looks <laughs> he's kind of potato like, yeah he is kind of the Short successor squat. to Rooney yeah? yeah and apparently Costa started doing it because Trippy is English and he was the only Englishman that Costa could come up with on the spot was <laughs> Rooney no none of the Englishmen he played with at Excellent. Chelsea <laughs> he just decided Rooney that's it the best nicknames are the ones you think long and hard about <laughs> <laughs> yeah and when Diogo Costa's doing it ah, oh, you don't need that <laughs> Did you see about David Abraham? I was going to show you this before we started. Did you see about David Abraham knocking over the uh, Freiburg manager? I haven't seen the video. Uh, so do you want me to show you the video before we talk about it? Yeah, go on then. Okay. A few moments later. So we're back. We've watched it. We've seen the video. <laughs> uh, David Abraham knocks over Christian Streich, the Freiburg manager. David Abraham, who is the Frankfurt captain. So, yeah. shall I say, um, 
not the best thing to be doing. Like, Freiburg's manager didn't do anything bad, seemingly. Maybe could have stopped the ball. Like, the ball's gone past him yeah. for a throw-in, and I guess they wanted to get it back to try and get back into the Wanted to game. get it back into the game quickly. Yeah. But by shoving him over... <laughs> yeah, hilariously, that, he's done the opposite there, hasn't yeah. he? He is smashed into the manager and mass brawl, the, as, the as expected. Whole, the, yeah, as you'd expect, the whole bench... The went, bench is Get empty, him! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right in front of all their subs and like all yeah. their substitute managers and everything. Substitute managers? That's not right. Assistant <laughs> well, they'll managers. Need, they'll need a substitute <laughs> they will need manager. one now, because he's in hospital. <laughs> um, but my favourite thing is his face. His face as he gets hit. There's a slow motion replay, the the second slow motion replay of him, like just getting hit, and the shock, <laughs> the shock on his face is perfect. I I love to see that reaction to anything in, in life. That sort of shock. Um, I'm going to post that on the website. So if you're interested, go and watch it because it is pretty good. And maybe start pushing over people in the street. Yeah, you'll get a pretty shocked reaction. Yeah, but make sure you're filming it in slow motion so, so you get their faces. Did you see this week, you won't have seen this one because it is very obscure, the University of West Michigan were playing a game against, oh, I didn't write down here, they are playing against Omaha, no, probably, uh, <laughs> they they were playing an American football game anyway, and lineman Hunter Schulfer, so lineman are one of the big guys, one of the big yeah. fat guys, um, he lined up not in his normal position, Oh. But a wide receiver. Oh, I like that. Yeah, so he's a big 270 pound, 19 stone, that is. I like six that. Six foot five, lines up at receiver. They run the play, quarterback like takes the ball, takes a couple of steps back. He doesn't move, this big bro, big shelfer. Just stood there, completely wide open. Nobody seems to be bothered about him. So he does a cartwheel. Why not? This <laughs> is a cartwheel out of nowhere. <laughs> Don't know if it was part of the play. Like, no one's looking at him. <laughs> so he just stands there, does a cartwheel. But apparently, the play succeeded and they made 10 yards, which is the first down. So, who's to say? Good coaching, I reckon. <laughs> Final headline this week Did you see about England winning in a super over again? Oh, too easy. Against New Zealand again. Yeah. I love it. To win the series again. <laughs> so England, I think they went 2-1 down, didn't they, in the, 20, they did, the 2020 yes. series? So they had two games that were must-win games. Played very well. Like it, They had a lot of squad rotation in this T20. So the, currently they're kind of looking for the best T20 yes. squad. They've got a T20 World Cup next year, yep. I think. Um, so they're sort of working towards that. Uh, looked good. Devin Milan played really well in the one game. Yeah, Got a century. century. Yeah, Owen the Morgan. The fastest century. Yes, the fastest Englishman yep. century. Yeah. Um, Owen Morgan looked in really good, Nick. Mm-hmm. They had a few young uh, bowlers. Matt Parkinson, I think his name is, the leg spinner. Got four wickets in the one game, which is really yep. good. Um, and they've brought through a lot of young talent, which is good news. Um, and yeah, managed to win in a super over in the final game, having not really played a full team in any of the games. Yeah. They'd already like left half their squad at home. Butler wasn't playing, Stokes wasn't there, Root wasn't there, although I'm not sure Root would get yeah. in anyway. Um Besto was only brought in for the last for, for game, the last yeah. ones. Yeah. So big, big for England. Really good news that they're winning T twenties. Not that I'm that bothered, but it's good news for them in the white ball game to carry on a bit of momentum for yeah. the World Cup. Um, especially after the ashes that were quite hard for yeah. England. It's nice <laughs> to get back on winning ways. Um, I think it's good that they played the 
one day stuff first on this tour. Get out your system. <laughs> more to get like a bit of good feeling around the England camp because yeah. I think after the Ashes it was quite quite dour. Um, but they got a new coach as well, haven't they? Like Chris they do. Chris Silverwood, who is was a bowling coach previously. Um, mm-hmm. So a bit different. It's going to be a bit different to Trevor Bayliss. He's coming from more of a bowling uh, angle, which wasn't the problem anyway. But no. hopefully it means that he'll know what he wouldn't want to bowl at. And that's why you'll pick good batsmen. That's what I'm hoping. Yep. <laughs> that's logic for you, eh? <laughs> we should spend less time on the internet. It's comment of the week. I had a look at some of the comments on, on yeah. the article for okay. England's uh, win over New Zealand. Yeah. On the which Where was this? BBC? It was BBC. BBC. Yep. Good. Uh, have your say. Yeah. Um, lots of... Uh, Questions over the rules, right? Whether it's yeah. go to a super over mm-hmm. or the team that's lost uh, yeah. fewer wickets. New Zealand lost less wickets, didn't they? Again. Yep. <laughs> um, lots of people still pissing and moaning about T Twenty being a format at all. Yeah, uh, I can see that. I can see that to some extent. I find T Twenty it, it's a bit of a lottery a lot of the time. It is, but it's sort of too late to be having those conversations. It is. Now. Yeah. At least, like, <laughs> at least it's there. Like, it seems like kids like it. Yeah, and, and if that's the way they're getting into the sport, then fine. So I've I've picked a couple of mm. comments which cover sort of both those things. Okay. Um, so somebody, it's just hit and giggle cricket. You could field two teams of clowns and people would still watch it. Hit and giggle is very good. <laughs> yeah, I do like <laughs> that's that. That's a very good phrase. <laughs> he goes on meaningless drivel for the instant society, but most of them can't watch it because it's pushed behind the sky paywall. So what? So what's your point? <laughs> so what it, you... it it's for all those people who can't watch it. That's who it's for. Yeah, bloody people who can't watch it. I what, hate them. What are you doing watching it? <laughs> You're not allowed to watch it. Um, and then this this uh, second one, which is my favourite, mm. really sort of uh, sums up the rules and okay. how we should think about the rules maybe uh, okay yeah good a thoughtful comment some of the comments are so childish england won both the cricket world cup and t20 according to the rules set before each game fair yeah fair comment. that's right yeah he goes on they won both against good new zealand teams in well-fought games mm. a credit to both nations mm. Mm. Good, actually good, good a comments. good comment so far yeah i'm, I'm quite surprised so why the whinging comments if this rule was or if that rule was, it's meaningless. If my Uncle George had had tits, he would have been my Aunt Mary. <laughs> but he didn't. I wasn't. That's that. <laughs> so there. <laughs> Oi, Uncle George, what are you up to over there? Leave Aunt Mary alone. <laughs> Put those away. Stop that hit and giggle. <laughs> Backseat Coaches presents WWE. Bracket S. Back with another world's weirdest event. Hooray. Bracket Sports. Yes. It is a sport in the very loosest of yeah, Okay. Terms. All right. <laughs> I, like, I like the sound of that. Yep. So. Uh, should we start with some names? Let's go with names. Yeah. Do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Uh, a tennis theme. Ooh. Okay. don't know if we've done a tennis theme before. Not that I can remember. That's good because these names... Seemed familiar to oh, me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe we have then. We have done a lot of these. I was looking yeah. at the feed. We've done 38 to this oh, point. Wow. So this is number 39. 
Mm. Quite a few, isn't it? Maybe, maybe uh, listeners, send us some of your WWE names. Yeah, that would be good, actually. Which you name yourselves and get dressed up in whilst you watch. <laughs> send us <I'm> photos. Sure. <laughs> WWE photos. So a tennis theme. Mm-hmm. You can be the umpire driver. Ooh, I quite like that. Your team has come. What? Your team. My Domi- team. Dominic team. Oh, like time. Yeah. Okay, got you. <laughs> it's because he said team, like team. <laughs> like, you need to say it more weird, yeah? <laughs> otherwise I didn't get it. Okay. Maybe <laughs> your team is up would have been better. Yeah, I thought about that, but... Mm, Let's it, not dissect it yeah. too much. <laughs> Marin Kilic. Oh, that's good, because that's his real name. Yeah. Um, I've got another one as well, oh, if you want so a fourth. Many. Boris Dekia. Ooh, like Boris Becker. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite good. Um, And I couldn't think of another Djokovic. <laughs> <laughs> that's silly. <laughs> I want to be the first one. The first one was the best one, the umpire driver. The umpire driver. Big fan of that. That's a good one. You've got a dairy theme this week. <laughs> nice. <laughs> because just before we started, I read an article about a guy who so in australia they've got wildfires at the moment yeah poured yogurt on it no but good idea <laughs> no so some firefighters saved his house and left him a note saying we owe you some milk because they drunk all his milk <laughs> but he said uh i'll just buy him some beer instead they don't have to pay the milk back and i thought that was quite that was quite a nice gesture from him <laughs> having had his whole house saved from wildfires <laughs> <laughs> so you can be the milky madness you can be the baby bell end, nah. yeah. <laughs> or you can be the raspberry yogurt, uh, baby bell end. Yeah, because you've got one. <laughs> Go on then, baby bell end. What have you got for me? Um, like I said, it is just about a sport. Okay. Um, played in a tiny part of the Netherlands, and right. that is all. Well, the Netherlands is not the biggest country anyway. No. So. <laughs> so this is the sport of Gaffelhangen. Good. Like the pronunciation. Probably completely wrong, yep. but I like it nonetheless. Gaffelhangen. <laughs> yep. A local rural sport that is only played in a small part of the province of Limburg. Whereabouts is that? You know? Don't know. No, or me. look it up. No. Move on. <laughs> it, it's within two hours of Amsterdam, probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> As is everywhere, yeah. <laughs> so... The aim of the game is very basically who can hang on to a pitchfork for the longest. In their life? Or... So a pitchfork is dangled from some sort of contraption. So right, off like the a floor. crane or something. Yeah, well, not that a high. gallows or... Yeah, more like a gallows. <laughs> and you just have to hold on, so both feet off the floor yeah. for the longest. And that's the game, is it? So they don't. It's it's like a one-on-one competition. It's a knockout. You only need uh, to beat your competitor. Yeah, got you. And then it's and like then knockout the rounds. Final. Yeah, so you don't have to do it that long. You've just no. got to do it longer than your opponent. So you've got to pick your opponents wisely. I get. I assume it's a random draw. No, unless it's seeded. <laughs> it might choose. be seeded. Oh yeah, that would make sense actually. <laughs> in fact, that would definitely make sense because then you get the best in the final. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
very few people in the Netherlands even know about this. Well, <laughs> good. <laughs> well, we're teaching them. That's why they should listen. And the, uh, so I think it's held once a year in like July, I think. Mm-hmm. There, there wasn't much info on this at all. <laughs> I but... love that you're like, I think? July, I think? How have why you got not? that? Where have you got that from? <laughs> it looked nice on the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> but whenever it's held, they still call it a European Championship. Good, but not the world. Not the world <laughs> no, championship. They, they could do. They haven't got the hubris, though, have they? They don't know. Like Dutch people are very self-effacing. So, well, it's not. It might not be the world, you know. Yeah, they, like you don't want to assume, do you? Yeah, like in South Africa, they might play. I don't know. Wait, that was a African accent. <laughs> yeah. They would probably know. They probably know. Yeah. Well, they probably wouldn't. It's a big country, South Africa. It is. Yeah. One person might be doing this in South <laughs> Africa, and they've called it the world championship. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> You go away, you Dutch people. <laughs> it's my world championships. And so many trophies. <laughs> I made them all myself. Pitchforks. <laughs> is that it? That's the end, is that it? Is it. <laughs> okay. There well is, then, there is nothing more to it. There are there are no rules <laughs> to explain. So then, I will see you in Limburg, which Do, we don't know where it is. Do you have any questions? <laughs> I can ask you, but you won't know, will you? But there's nothing to ask. <laughs> I'm interested in how like. Do they build the gallows themselves to do it to do it on? I guess all you need is a ledge, something that the pitchfork can just hang on to. <laughs> what do you mean? Like a hook? Yeah. Just hammer a hook into a cliff and then Well, it doesn't have to be off a cliff as long as you're off the floor. I know, but like a lot of things don't have hooks on them naturally. As far as I'm aware, they don't have like some contraption where that you hold it and then the floor's lowered. Oh but they should dramatic music. Yeah, plays. like the pit going down in Robot yeah. Wars. <laughs> He's opened the pit! And then spikes. And... That would be good. That would be a good addition to the rules. If mm. you're just hanging on, like your feet are on the floor, and then you only start when the other person pushes the pit button. Oh. Yeah, and that could be an extra level of difficulty. No, and then a no. robot with a flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, Matilda comes through <laughs> with a chainsaw on her tail. <laughs> So I guess I will see you in Limburg, did you say? Yep. I've got to find out where that is. In July, is that when you think Maybe. it is? Possibly. We'll find out when that is. Bring your pitchfork. And I'll see you there, I guess. <laughs> Backseat Coaches presents WWE. Bracket S. So the game this week doesn't have like a providence, didn't come from anywhere. I just thought it up. So, <laughs> all out of your own mind yeah, space. Just, I, just, I was thinking and thinking as like, oh, that's you, a good you idea. Used, used your mind grapes, yeah. Did you? <laughs> so we're gonna play a game of where in the world is Bigzente Lizarazu? He was a left back, now he's on a different tack. The question I put to you is where in the world is Lizarazu? He was a left back, now he's on a different tack. The question I put to you is where in the world is Lizarazu? Who in the world? <laughs> uh, you, I think you know him, don't you? Vicente Lizarazu, he was the French left back in the World Cup when they won. Oh, uh, yeah. So, there's a good start, <laughs> the fact that you don't know who he is. <laughs> So this quiz, I got the title from another podcast, actually, that I thought it'd be good to plug because there's a couple of people who I think listen who would enjoy this podcast. Uh, it's called Advanced Analytics. Are you listening, Boz's mum? <laughs> Don't listen, my mum. Actually, she might like it. There's a couple of Kiwi comedians who talk about basketball, and I really enjoy it. I think it's a great podcast. Advanced Analytics. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. I would give it a go if I were you. Um, so this game... 
Uh, I'll read the blurb that I've written. You've written a blurb? I've even written a blurb. <laughs> I, re- I write these as if I'm going to post them on Fun Trivia, and then I never do. <laughs> Many sports people have a tough decision as to what to do at the end of their careers. Some go into punditry, some become coaches and managers, and some choose a third path. Here are some of them. Ooh, this is good. So, yes, this is a game of what did they do after they finished. Yeah. So, question one is about your friend, your best friend, Bizente Lizarazu, who you know everything about, so you're definitely going to get this right. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to make the font bigger because my glasses aren't good enough. <laughs> you went to the wrong optician. <laughs> I need more glasses. Somebody give me more it's a glasses. A of jam jars taped together. <laughs> <laughs> question one. What did French World Cup, European Championships and Champions League winning left-back Vicente Lizarazu decide would be a good idea when he finished playing football? Is it A, becoming a Brazilian jiu-jitsu professor? Is it B, becoming a funambulist, aka tightrope walker? Mm. Or is it C, becoming a whaler, which is uh, another name for working in SeaWorld? You know, like training killer whales. Oh, yeah. Which one of those do you think he did? Not somebody who shouts a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Just do it, but (laughs) whalier. Do you think he'd be good at that? Do you remember presenting Lizarazu? I'm not sure if I do. So I played a lot of Pro Evo, and he was by far the best left back on Pro Evo, which is why I know him. Did they have his name? Obviously not. (laughs) They had no names at the time. He was... Something like Libeludu or something like that. <laughs> they were great, the old Pro names, weren't they? Yeah. Because you knew who they were supposed to be, but they were always completely wrong. Yeah. Like Backham. <laughs> and Shearer was spelled S-H-I-R-A-R-E. Shirari. You know. So good. That Egyptian striker. So good. I love Pro So... French left back, my mm. first thought would have been Baker. Well, th- I think that's what most French players do after they finish playing. Or, or maybe that's just a given, that they're all Bakers already. Yeah, well, they're, they're all part-time Bakers. Yeah, or they're, part-time football players. Yes, that's right, full-time Bakers, part-time <laughs> So, um, he's got his stripy jumper, he's got his beret, he's got his onions and his garlic. Where's he going? But where's he going? Which one of these things is he going to do? Do you think he would bicycle across a tightrope? Jiu-jitsu professor as opposed to like master so or... A professor is another name for a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Mm. Mm. Fancy. Yeah. So you can give yourself a profession or you can earn a professorship. Can, yes. It's not like it's not a technical professorship, I suppose. <laughs> Although what makes a professor? Just somebody who's good at something, right? It's not like yeah, a, it's know. not a qualification, is it, a professor? Ah, uh, it's like a professional qualification. Qualification. You haven't got one. You can pay for it, can't you? Can you? you? Just, to become a professor you... or something? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Probably. I don't know either. Because we had professors at university, right? Yeah. But they're not. They haven't done a qualification to become I don't think a they've professor. Done a, they're just they doctors usually, aren't they? They've done a doctorate, PhD, yeah. but you don't do another one to like a professor. I think I think you can become a professor without. Doing a PhD. Yes, I think so too. So, uh, so this is the same, I guess. Um, jiu-jitsu, tightrope, or... Mm-hmm. Whale training. Killer whale training. Killer whale training. Yeah. Now, I I don't think it'll be killer whale training. No? 
got a bad rep. Mm, in the, like, here, in yeah. England and America. But the French are a bit different, aren't they? I can't see them wailing, though. No? No. Well, wailing is a different thing. <laughs> That's what the Japanese yeah. do, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> That's definitely bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say tightrope walker. It seems very French. Yeah? You think he became a funambulist? Yeah. It's a fun name as well. It is a good name, isn't it? I frenamble. Yeah, me too, but I don't tell people about it. <laughs> Do it late at night. And you're wrong. No. He became a Brazilian jiu-jitsu professor. Of course he did. And do you know, he won the European Blue Belt Championships only one and a half years after starting the sport. Hmm. I guess you, but then I guess you would blue belts, to be a Blue so. Belt, wouldn't yeah. you? Like, I read originally he won the European Championships after one and a half years, and I was like, what? what? <laughs> but then, yeah, if you're graded by how long you've been doing it then you will have done it after one and a half years won't you which is essentially what the grading is yes exactly <laughs> but he did also come third in the purple belt which is later on apparently okay. i don't know what i don't know what grade purple is don't know how high no. it is um but he became a black belt in 2016 mm. so good for him i think it's it's apparently it's a real discipline jujitsu and he said uh, he'd like to bring it back to football but he doesn't know how he doesn't want players to do it because they'd be doing it on nah. the pitch <laughs> He said maybe managers could do it. <laughs> Strange to their players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, like Alice Ferguson. <laughs> Question two: What did another Frenchman, Mathieu Flamini, decide would be a good way to use his millions of pounds once he retired? Is it A, building a line dancing school for children? Is it B, trying to create an acid which can solve global warming? Or is it C, excavating his hometown? In search of a Bible-era relic. It's rumoured to be buried there. I think somewhere in the back of my mind, I know this. Oh. I have a, sl- a feeling that he was very much into climate change. Ah, well, not into it. He loves it. Into it. Loves climate change. <laughs> well, some Looking into, into it. an acid to make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> so... That would lead me down that path. The global warming solver. I don't. I don't think he was into his line. Well, no, he might have been into his line yeah, dancing. You don't Who knows? Know. He was a defense, why, like what, defensive lines. Yeah, yeah. Have to do those. Why? Why line dancing for children? Why not? Why, why not? not like a football academy? Everyone does football academy. He wouldn't have got on this quiz if he'd made a football academy, would he? True. Mm. So, <laughs> and, and that's what he wanted. And that was ultimately. what he was trying to do. <laughs> do something a bit different. Line dancing. Yeah, good. That'll get me loads of pub quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was good. <laughs> it would. Um, digging up his hometown. Yeah. In search uh, of a Bible era relic. I reckon his hometown's very nice. So he wouldn't want to. It is in France. Yeah. So probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Rural France, probably. Mm. So I'm going to go B. You think B? And you're right. He is. He is uh, possibly going to become multi-billionaire because the thing that he's created, which is called levulinic, levulinic acid, um, is apparently a petroleum substitute. Can be used in cars. Can be used in like uh, oil plants. What are they called? Power plants. Uh, can use it everywhere. Everywhere that you use like oil and petrol. You can use this instead of it, mm. um, and he is working on, and apparently has come like is coming very close to finding a sort of what's the word? Productionized. Solution. Yeah, like uh, nice for the environment. What's the word for that? 
sustainable a sustainable way of creating linoleic acid Ooh, so exciting good on him i think that's quite a good thing to to use your millions for your ill-gotten gains from playing yeah. football <laughs> question three carlos roa the argentinian goalkeeper that broke english hearts in 1998 do you remember him yeah awful wasn't it that penalty shootout david batty oh it's just <laughs> hard to watch um carlos roa stopped playing football a year after He was to come back, but explained that he had refused to discuss a contract in 1999 for what reason? Is it A, he was scared of Y2K? Is it B, both 19 and 99 are unlucky numbers in Argentina? Or is it C, he had been warned by a soothsayer earlier that year that he would be betrayed by one close to him, much like Jesus? And he thought himself as Jesus. Possibly. <laughs> Apparently he's a bit of a nutter, Carlos Roa. <laughs> Sounds like it. Any one of these. Any one of these would make him a nutter. Now, uh, mm, if 19 and 99 were unlucky in Argentina, then mm. they wouldn't have had a team. Potentially. They wouldn't have had a team? What do At you mean? all. Like nobody would have played in 1999. Mm, that's true. But he just didn't Maybe. want to discuss a contract, apparently. Right. It wasn't that he wasn't going to play that year. He just Did, didn't... Didn't want to discuss... Didn't want con- to discuss So he wanted to play, Didn't but... want to sign a contract in that year because it would have been bad luck. Okay. So he played That's under no the, contract. the rationale. Yeah. <laughs> played and didn't get paid for it. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah. Oh, it's really unlucky. I didn't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Stupid 99. <laughs> um, first one, scared of Y2K. Yep. Can see that. It was big, wasn't it? Playing football, playing falls on your head. Oh, plane falls on your head. <laughs> I thought you said playing fools on your head. I, was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> playing fools on my head. <laughs> I see and what you mean. You're, yeah. more, you're more likely to get hit by a plane playing football than you Whilst are on the pitch. If you're just in your house. Especially nowadays that, with like VAR and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's technology all over the place. Like mm. the referee's watch could explode. Yep. Or turn him into Terminator. You don't know. Um. What was the final one? The last one was he was oh, warned by a soothsayer that he would be betrayed by one close to him, much like Jesus. I added the much like Jesus bit. That was or like was funny. he had somebody close to him who was much like Jesus. Oh, and he, that mis- person he misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus always backstabbing people. <laughs> um, uh, uh, they're all crazy. I'm going to say Y2K. You reckon he was scared of Y2K? Yeah. Beanie. And you are right. Awesome. <laughs> he was terrified of Y2K. He thought that Armageddon was coming in the year 2000. Um, he left football for a year in 1999 to join the Seventh Day Adventists. Oh, right. Which yeah. are, I don't know that much about, but apparently are a bit culty. Yeah. Um, he, he left and literally went off the grid. Like the, He didn't tell his club he was going, <laughs> just went and went back to Argentina, went completely off the grid, didn't have a phone with him or anything. Uh, didn't didn't want the technology near him, did he? Of course. Um, apparently, he was trying to get closer to the god that he thought was coming to get him. Um, sure, you want to get away from him? You'd think Run. so, wouldn't you? <laughs> uh, but thereafter, because he became a Seventh-day Adventist, he refused to play on Saturdays because Saturday is the Sabbath. And a lot of games are on Saturdays, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Less so in Spain, but apparently... Uh, because he was playing for Mallorca and they got into the Champions League, yeah. a lot of their games had to be rescheduled because they normally play on Friday nights to Saturday, so he couldn't play and then uh, <laughs> therefore lost uh, his place and played in the lower leagues a lot after that. Um, 
couple of interesting facts about him. He was also known as Lechuga, which means lettuce, because he's a vegetarian. Very <laughs> <laughs> inventive nicknames in Spain, aren't they? Yeah, you lettuce. <laughs> you bloody lettuce, man. Uh, 19 and 99 are not unlucky numbers. But if they were, Argentines would touch their left breast or left testicle to ward off the bad luck. Not touch their left testicle to their left breast, though. Well, they'd, well you've got really low hangers. Le- <laughs> <laughs> like, swing it up. <laughs> Question four. Ken Monku. I don't know how to say his name. Ken Monku? Ken Monkow? Probably don't remember him. Uh, Old Ken. Yeah, big Ken. Of my squad card collection fame, I had a <laughs> lot of squad cards of Ken Monkow. He was constantly coming up as doubler. I had about seven of him. Um, as well as playing for Chelsea and Southampton for 10 years in the Premier League. Did what sweet thing after finishing football? Is it A, strawberry farming? Is it B, caring for retired racehorses? Or C, owning a pancake restaurant? Where does he live? Well, he lived in Southampton, but he was from Holland originally. Mm. Mm. Lots of space in Holland. Yes. For looking after horses. Yeah, or for strawberry farming. Love their pancakes. Do love a smoking Smoking a a pancake. Love a smoking a pancake. (laughs) Oh, could be any one of them. Mm. 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 I like those strawberry places where you can go pick your own strawberries. Yeah, me too. They really should have weighed you before you went in and on your way out. (laughs) How many of you (laughs) eat? Yeah, I do like the pick your own strawberry places. They are. They're a bit of fun, aren't they, when you're a kid? Yeah. Like, they're a bit of extra fun to, like, education as well. Mm. See where the strawberry is grown. Uh, See all the bugs that are on it. A friend and I cycled into the countryside once Ooh. and snuck into the, like, in the back way into Ooh. one of those fields. Noi. Just ate Scrumping. Scrumping, yeah, that is. And then went out the back and rode <laughs> well, away. Yeah. If they're there, what, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> uh, I think he meant pay. Um, uh, nope. <laughs> I'm a kid, I've got no money. <laughs> I had no money. No. And why would they put strawberries out? They're so tempting to yeah. little kids. <laughs> Their own fault, really, isn't it? When you say put them out, grow them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put, could have put like a barbed wire fence off or something. <laughs> It'll stop you getting in, wouldn't it? Um, what do I think? I'm going to say looked after retired horses. You think you cared for retired racehorses? Yeah. And you are wrong. <laughs> he owned a pancake restaurant. You should have gone with your Dutch instincts. Shut off. Yeah, he owned a restaurant in Delft, Netherlands, his hometown. Apparently, so his parents owned a like big restaurant. Um, after football, he went back and was like, oh, they don't really need me around here, but I want to get into the trade. Um, went to a pancake restaurant they used to go to as a kid and said, oh, can I just help out? And uh, the owner said, well, yeah, of course, anytime, but... I am looking to sell the place. And eight months later, he was the owner. Mm. It was called Old Town Pancake House. And unfortunately, not open anymore. No. Doesn't run it anymore, but did for a while. Question five. Michael Robinson, an Irish striker from before both of our times. So this is a good question, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Finished his relatively successful career playing for Osasuna in Spain. But what unusual Spanish thing did he go on to do? Is it A running bullfights is it b spanish language voiceover work or is it c creating a range of paella brands 
similar to Uncle Ben's. I said paella. I meant paella. That's how you say it. <laughs> paella. Paella. Um, now, these sound like very normal Spanish things. Mm. They are. They're all very Spanish things, aren't they? Mm. Well, I guess... Yeah, I said unusual in the co- in the questions, and I but yeah, I was wrong. They're not unusual. <laughs> this is what all Spanish people do. Yep, <laughs> if I did all three, yeah, <laughs> in a day. Um, bullfighting very controversial. Yeah. Now here again in Spain, not controversial at all. Well, it is now. Well, sort of. It's traditional though, isn't it? It's like fox hunting here. It's traditional. No, no one complains about fox hunting, do they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is getting more more controversial for sure. So, but feasible in yep. his day before yeah, our time. That's right. He was he played in about eighty two, eighty three, apparently. Played for Liverpool and won the European Cup with Liverpool. I could see somebody doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was bullfights when I was in Spain. Yeah, they still do them. Yeah, paella similar to Uncle Ben's. Did, yep. did they have microwaves back then? Ooh, that's a good question. Cook things on open Ooh, fires, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just chucked it outside and waited <laughs> till it heated up in the baking sun. So I'm going to rule that one out. Okay. Rule that one out. Mm. So b- between bullfights and... S- Spanish language voiceover work. That would be odd. Yeah. That would be unusual Ooh. for an Irish person to yeah. do that. It would, wouldn't it? So I'm going to say bullfighting. You're going to go A, bullfighting? Yeah. And you're wrong. <laughs> you should have gone with your instinct. It was the one unusual thing. Uh, yes, he did Spanish language voiceover work. I can't understand why. Apparently, I guess he could speak Spanish to an, to a good level, but he was definitely Irish. Maybe they like that his accent was different. Possibly. And apparently he had parts in the Spanish dubs of Shrek one oh Shrek two and three. Really? Yeah, like big That's parts. Cool. <laughs> um so maybe maybe it was like an Irish part and they wanted somebody to do Spanish in an Irish accent to try and, <laughs> <laughs> try and bring across yeah. the, the gravity of the part. Um apparently he's very famous in Spain. Really? Uh, for some reason. No one very knows why. Cool. Question six. Thomas Gravison, you remember him, yeah. He was a well known nutter. But what does he use that nutcase energy on now, now that he's done beating up people on a football pitch? Is it A, he's a Vegas stuntman? Is it B, he does desert car racing? Or is it C, he's a high-stakes gambler? Ooh. I could see a footballer going into gambling. Mm. Lots of footballers have gambling problems. That is true, because they don't have much to do outside of, like, they train for a couple of hours a day, don't yeah. they? And that's it. A lot of time to sit around and bet on the GGs and themselves if you're naughty. Um, when I when you I had an inkling when you said uh, stuntman, mm. maybe stuntman, but he must be getting on a bit. Yeah, when was he? He was early two thousands, I think. He yeah. was at Everton, and then signed for Real Madrid, didn't he, for a season? Yeah, I watched a video of him at Real Madrid. <laughs> it was so funny. He absolutely clatters someone, and like everyone, all the Madrid players come up to him and like telling him off, and he's just like staring him down and saying, "Oh, no, he elbowed me first. Yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't, Thomas. <laughs> it's very funny, but he apparently had quite a big following in Madrid. Yeah, because he was such a nutter. Nice, same as at Everton. We loved him at Everton. <laughs> So I could see him doing that, but yeah, going on a bit. Desert car racing. 
Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Like banger racing or something yeah. like that. I'm not sure entirely what it is, but driving in desert in it. So. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with Stuntman. You think he was a Vegas Stuntman? Yeah. And you're wrong. <laughs> he is a high stakes gambler. Oh. Apparently, he amassed a hundred million dollar fortune after doing a lot of smart investments with all this football money that he earned. Yeah. Which I guess like now doesn't seem like that much, but at the time he yeah. was never on huge wages. Like he played for Everton and yeah. one season for Madrid. So, um, but he made a lot of smart investments and now lives in Vegas, fleecing rich people and presumably taking on Joe Pesci style collection work on the side. I guess <laughs> <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> if yeah. you were Thomas Graveson, massive. Question seven. Another French World Cup winner to appear on the list, Frank LeBeuf. Oh, yeah. Is now doing what? Is it A, owning a stable of truffle pigs? <laughs> is it B, he's a professional actor? Or is it C, he runs a bowling alley? Truffle sounds very French. It is very French, isn't it? Le truffles. Le truffles. And they have pigs. And they like sniff them out, don't they? Yeah. They take them out into the woods, which is always very weird to me. That's the only way they can find truffles. They've never found a better way. Well, actually, I was listening to something on the radio, and the pigs aren't very good for it at all. Oh, but that's what it These says. Dogs. Oh, that's boring. So I'm going to rule that one out now. Actually, Frank. <laughs> I'm going to rule that one out. Maybe it's dogs. Maybe I misread. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, thank you, BBC Radio <laughs> yeah, 4. Yeah, learned something. Well, You've forgotten until I started, until yeah. I mentioned the pigs again, didn't it? Um, so, bowling alley or actor? Uh, he's either a professional actor or running a bowling alley, if you're ruling out, eh? Yeah. Let's go bowling alley. You think he runs a bowling alley? Frank Le Bowl. Frank- <laughs> <laughs> very good. And I'm going to send him that, <laughs> but it's not right. <laughs> Oh, he is a professional actor. He apparently was in Theory of Everything. Do you really? see that film? I, I haven't didn't, seen it. I didn't see it either. Stephen Hawking's film. Yeah. And apparently, he is the doctor who gives Hawking the bad news. Mm. Um, he's also been in a load of like indie French nonsense, but <laughs> <laughs> that was his big break. Um, and you're right, he did not do truffle pigs <laughs> i didn't even nobody think, does i didn't even pigs. think to look into it <laughs> but i thought bowling alley i thought you might go for it because his head looked a bit like a bowling ball didn't it <laughs> nice and shiny <laughs> question eight you're not doing particularly well so far well you're two from seven <laughs> that's not very it's well. not particularly good it's just below average so yeah not too bad so if you get these last two right you can be respectable i've only got nine questions by the way question eight all black legend Richie McCaw now gets his thrills in what way? Is it A, he's a skydiving indru- instructor? Is it B, he is a roller coaster tester? Or is it C, he's a helicopter pilot? Ooh, that sounds familiar. Ooh. But it also sounds too boring compared to the other answers. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Helicopters are dangerous. Yeah. It is quite dangerous flying a helicopter, isn't it? Yeah, lots of people die. Yeah. Um, I quite often see like on YouTube channels where they like on that how ridiculous one recently they went up in a helicopter super high and like were dropping stuff out of the helicopter and I was like, I wouldn't do that. It's no. too scary. Like they go up these big tall towers and I'm like that's fine, they're stable, but helicopters 
You're only, like if you're strapped in by a bit of cloth, that could just fall off at any point, couldn't it? Yeah. Like he's leaning out the edge, just strapped in by a bit of cloth. Not a fan. <laughs> Don't like it anyway. <laughs> Move on. Used to uh, very briefly worked on a helicopter control system, oh. and somebody told me with a helicopter, there's very little you can do in terms of the safety side other than turning it off and on again when it's in the air. What? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, So if there's a failure in the engine or something, yeah, they just turn it off and on again and hope for the best? Yep. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that is terrifying. But I've been in one and they are quite fun. So swings oh, about. Yeah. <laughs> I guess like, it's only like a motorbike. They're just yeah. scary like a motorbike, but you're going a lot higher up than on a motorbike. If yes. you wanted to go slow, you can on a motorbike. Yeah, helmet's not going to help you. No. <laughs> well, I mean, it would. It might, but it's not likely. Um, roller coaster tester or... Yep. Or skydiving instructor. Oh, that sounds like it could be a thing. Mm. I mean, it is a thing, isn't it? Right, People yeah. are. Sounds like he could do it. Yeah. He's quite a big lad. I don't, I don't yeah. know if that would affect you. Yeah, I Whether there'd be a parachute big enough for him. <laughs> he's like three parachutes <laughs> that's a good question actually do you think like because he's heavier but not got that much more surface area he would fall faster I don't know oh isn't that a, that's a thing isn't it like they fall at the same rate like an elephant and a bowling ball that's in a, in a vacuum though isn't it yeah because then with air resistance if you've got like big wings you can slow yourself down yeah and i have but he obviously hasn't because he's rugby player don't know who knows i'm gonna go helicopter pilot (laughs) boring and you're right it is a helicopter pilot apparently he like he flies for the what is effectively their mountain rescue oh right um just like on a volunteer basis and he hasn't quite got his like full license yet so I'm not oh, sure okay. entirely how he does it, but apparently that's what he, he's working towards his full license to do that, which is good. Question nine. So you are three from eight. So not, you're looking a lot better all of a sudden. So if you can get this last one, you're well above average. Question nine. Hall of Fame basketballer Adrian Duntley now does what nice thing? Is it A, running an abandoned pet shelter? Is it B, working as a lollipop man? Or is it C, working as a pro bono financial advisor? Yeah, bono. Bono. (laughs) He's just a pro bono. (laughs) Do they have lollipop people in America? They call them crossing guards. Boring. Yeah, what a terrible name. Why would you, like lollipop man or lollipop woman is such a great name. Because you hold a lollipop. Yeah, and it's like... That is what the actual name is for it as well. That's the yeah. best thing. Is there's no proper name. It's actually Lollipop Man, and it's just, like the sign just looks like a lollipop. Why have they not changed it all those years? Yeah. They can't now, can they? Because everyone no. knows what Lollipop Man and is. Then, yeah. What would you put down as your profession? Exactly. Sign holder. And then you're one, of those... one of those people who like spin yeah. the signs like the Joker in that Joker <laughs> film. Um. Oh, this is just the fact you know it's crossing guard mm. makes me think that it was shown as crossing guard yeah and you could be uh, anglicized it for me but i also knew funambulist and that was not the right answer <laughs> so very true yeah um 
preempted my asking <laughs> do they have lollipop people in America? Do they have uh, the yeah. mm. pro bono lawyer? No. Boring. Not a lawyer, financial advisor. Financial advisor. Yeah, you can't Even be more a, boring. You can't be a lawyer. You gotta do like Even stuff to do that. <laughs> Gotta do stuff to be a financial advisor, don't you? Not if you're doing it pro bono. Just do it in the back of a Well, then you can do a lawyer pro bono. Then, no, can't you've got you? to go court if you're a lawyer, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> you're a financial advisor. You just sit in a van and tell people what to do. If you're allowed to defend yourself, you surely somebody else can defend you. No problem. That's a good question, isn't it, actually? They don't necessarily have to be a lawyer. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, Because I'm not a lawyer. But, yeah, you can defend yourself. But can you? could you defend someone else? I'm not sure you can. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go commit a crime. Find out. <laughs> one of us commit a crime. Only one of us. And then the other one try and defend them. <laughs> oh, turns out I can't. Good luck. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> you leave the smouldering wreckage. <laughs> Should have just looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not our way. <laughs> um, or opening a... An res- abandoned pet shelter. Uh, that's what we all want to do. Mm. I'd do it. Yeah, me. If I had the money. Yeah. So yeah, that one. I'm going to get that one. did a pet shelter and you're wrong. <laughs> it's a crossing guard. How would I know that? <laughs> <laughs> I talked you around it. Yeah, he is a lollipop man and he says he does it just because he likes to help people. Nice. How nice is that? Apparently it pays $14,000 a year, which is a pittance, isn't it? He doesn't yeah. need the money. just does it because he likes... Helping little kids across the road, which I think is very nice. And a nice way to end the quiz. So you got three out of nine, which is slap bang average because they're all three three questions. And that's what I think of you. (laughs) He was a left back and now he's on a different tack. The question I put to you is where in the world is there's a zoo? It's time for World Record of the Week. Everyone's the best at at least one thing. It's a World Record of the Week. Hooray! Hooray indeed! There's some new world records for you to hear about. There not, always are. Yeah, not that many this week though. Ooh. I got the last couple just today. <laughs> I got the last couple. <laughs> just got the last couple <laughs> from the store. I'm um, out. <laughs> so, first one was the longest taco ever made. Do you want to have a guess how long the longest taco ever made is? 18 metres. More. So, I think is cheating. Because he calls it the longest taco. All he's done is use like the regular size burrito, like what they call tortillas. Yeah. Just loads of them. So it's not one long one, is it? No. Not really. Mm. So he's done a lot in a row. Uh, It was 102 metres long. Mm. Which is pretty good. With filling? With the best filling. Ooh. Carnitas pork, which is the best style of filling. It's absolutely delicious. Um... Do you want to guess how much pork he used in that 102 metres? Um, going to have to be in pounds. Oh. <laughs> or in tonnes. You can use it in tonnes if you want. <laughs> pounds. I don't know. A baby's like nine eight. pounds. Yeah, seven, eight. So, I don't know. Two babies. <laughs> 20 babies. He used 3,322 pounds of pork. What? That's some good filling. One and a half tonnes of pork. That is a lot, isn't it? Yeah. For 102 meters, right? How long is 100 meters? Well, how long are like the long straight? I guess that's quite yeah. long, but it is. It's, I, that sounds like a lot of filling to me. It I reckon does, they were yeah. filled full to the brim. Any salad or cheese on? 
I don't know. Didn't say. Just pork. So hopefully just, just pork. pork. Oh, yeah. Full pork. <laughs> Double pork. That's the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> it was broken by Alejandro Paredes Resendiz, um, who, once he'd finished the record, fed the crowd of over 15,000 people. Yeah, I'd turn out. With, yeah. <laughs> For a free burrito, I'd definitely have a like, just watch and laugh at the bloke. <laughs> uh, idiot. <laughs> 25,000 students this week broke the record for brushing their teeth at the well same done. time. Well done, students. <laughs> yeah, it was the, Brush- the only ones who have ever done it. For brushing their teeth for the first time. <laughs> it was done at the Kalinga Institute of Dental Sciences in India. And it was done in honour of National Brush Your Teeth Day, which is on the 7th of November every year in India. Excellent. Is that a, do you think that's a problem? Maybe it is a problem. It's kind of a third, it's yeah. a third world country, isn't it? So maybe teeth brushing, like dental knowledge is not yeah, particularly strong. Very strong sweets as well. Like very sugary that's sweets That's a very in good India. point, yeah. Like Indian sweets are among the stickiest things I've ever yeah. touched in my life. And know? I've touched a lot of <laughs> sticky things. <laughs> I'm always finding sticky things to touch. <laughs> the record was broken this week in, I don't know how to say this, it's Chorum, Korum, Turkey. Um, they broke the record for the most trees planted in one hour in one place. Do you want to have a guess how many trees they Eight planted? Million. It's a good guess. <laughs> it's too many. <laughs> it was 303,150 trees were planted in, in Chodham or Chodham, uh alone. But it was part of a, a bigger drive in Turkey to plant a load of trees and they planted 11 million trees across turkey wow that's what the scheme is to do um they were planted starting on the 11th of the 11th at 11 11 a.m okay wanted to plant 11 million new trees which i think is a very good thing yes and good on them for breaking a world record for the 300,000. but Surely 11 million is going to be the world record as well. Surely. So we'll be talking about that in a couple of weeks. So that's good. (laughs) Um, The last ones are both by our boy, David Rush. He's done three this week. Three bloody world records, but two of them kind of the same thing. So (laughs) his first one, he recaptured the world record for the most poker chips balanced on one finger. Yep. You're pointing so your point, finger up. Pointing up. <laughs> yeah, pointing his finger up like that. You had to balance it for five seconds. And it's just a big stack of poker chips. How many do you reckon he did? 32. Not even close. Two, but, 218. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> he originally held the record at 100 a while ago. Yeah. It had been broken since then. Ooh. So he's actually just recapturing a record. Um, somebody had broken it with 132. Didn't say who because they didn't want to give him the publicity. <laughs> <laughs> but after many failed attempts, and when he says many failed attempts, he means many. Yeah. Like he had a lot of goes at this one. Um, one of his failed attempts fell at 4 seconds 99, like 4.99 <sighs> seconds. Uh, he did 150 st- stack a stack of 150 nice and apparently like i couldn't work out why but apparently 120 was the maximum that he could get to stand just in a tower like so how even just on the table yeah it, like that's the maximum and then it becomes really unstable i don't know why like, so they're how, just flat how they? they managed it then so he was holding it 
for a while. Like as he was stacking, he stacked it on the table first. Yeah. Holding it like once he gets past 120, he's holding it to stop it falling over. Yeah. And then just puts his finger like he slides. It's like on the edge of a table. He slides it off onto his finger, like holding it, and then lets go for five seconds or about seven seconds. He managed to hold it in the end. That's tense. It it is quite impressive, this one. And you can see, like, on his face how difficult it was because he's excited. (laughs) He's quite excitable anyway. Yeah. But when he gets this one, he is very excited by it. But it's not World Record of the Week. World Record of the Week this week is David Rush alternating tennis hits you know like with the tennis racket where you go back forth back forth like yeah up, like yeah totting the ball up on the front and then the back of the racket yeah and he broke the record for this for both 30 seconds and one minute do you want to guess how many he did doing 30 seconds first how okay many... bip bop bip bop how many do you reckon he could do i reckon you could do almost two a second hmm so I'm going to say 61. So just Ooh. over two a second. Yes, I'd done the math wrong on that. So <laughs> I was doing it for a minute. You can do more than that. It is 92, Ooh. which is a lot, isn't it? Actually? So one in... So bop, bop, bop. It's like one three every, a second, Yeah, one which is seconds. pretty impressive. And he managed to hold that rate as well for the whole minute because he did 182 mm, in nice. a minute. And he said... He didn't think he would be able to do that before he started because the like the fatigue that hits your arm, yeah. it's hard to keep going. But he's trained for so long these days that <laughs> he's he's gotten to that stage now where fatigue doesn't even affect him. He he just fights his way through. Um, it was only his second attempt at the record. Oh, yeah. The first attempt he hit the frame, which apparently oh, is a no. complete like yeah. That, it was it was still going, but if you hit the frame, you're out. You can't do it. Um, the reason why it's world record of the week because it's not. Like it's quite impressive. Yeah, it's not as good as the first one, but the reason I wanted it to be world record of the week is because what he said about it, he like his video on YouTube is titled "Hitting a Ball Faster Than Federer," <laughs> and he says it multiple times throughout the video, <laughs> like with no backup. <laughs> there is no backup to why he's saying <laughs> this. Say faster. You mean more often, like, more frequently. <laughs> but it's sure, like Federer's doing it all the time. <laughs> I don't, I don't know where he's come up with this fact that he thinks he's hitting it faster than Federer, and not like that is his sign-off for the video is, and who'd have thought I could hit the ball faster than Roger Federer? No one, David, and you you've not be, proved it yet. You're meant to be a STEM ambassador. Yeah, you're supposed to be a scientist. <laughs> Show me some proof. Team of the week. Team of the week this week is Nick Butter. Nah. What a great name. <laughs> and his I brave... anything I do. Butter, margarine. <laughs> Nick Butter and Pinch Bread. <laughs> Those are the two people. No, it's just Nick Butter, a 30-year-old man from Dorset who ran marathons in all 196 UN nation member state countries. Is that right? Yep. It's all the countries that are recognised by the UN, basically. Um, yeah, he's done a marathon in every single one of them. Pretty impressive, I reckon. Do they all have like recognised marathons, or very good question? Were I some think... of them just he ran twenty six miles? No, in I think he was competing in a marathon. Uh, okay. Otherwise, he could have done it a lot quicker than he did because it's, uh, it's yes. taken him twenty two months. He started it on the sixth of January last year. Still pretty good though. Is very impressive, <laughs> to be fair. Like, how many days is that? There's less than six hundred days. Yeah. About six hundred days. Uh, no, yeah, it's about probably about six hundred days. So to do a marathon every three days 
it's pretty good, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Apparently, he is an ultra runner. Like, oh, yeah. one of these ultra marathon type runners. Uh, not just like a runner who's like super into it, who <laughs> <laughs> just covers his face and shouts <laughs> shouts abuse at people <laughs> while he's running. Uh, he ran always his... runs with his flair. <laughs> lots of flair. He's always <laughs> lots of flair. He uh, ran his first marathon at the age of eleven. Ooh. He's very young, isn't it, to start running marathons? Yeah. But I guess if like if you start running marathons at that age, you're gonna end up doing something stupid like this, aren't you? Because yeah. it's not gonna satiate you accident. for that long. Yeah, <laughs> it's by accident. <laughs> oh, I've just uh, accidentally done every country in the world. <laughs> How's that happened? <laughs> he raised sixty-five thousand pounds for prostate cancer uh, research, not, <laughs> not not promoting prostate cancer. We're all <laughs> bad people on this episode. <laughs> No, he uh, yeah raised not sixty five thousand pounds for it, which is a real good effort. Um, finished his hundred ninety sixth marathon in Greece this week. Um, An interesting fact: he looks a bit like Jensen Button. If Jensen Button had a child with James Franco, the, it looks very similar. Uh, kind of like you know those face mash things. <laughs> yeah, that's what he looks like. Uh, I reckon that's what he's going for. Yeah, so good on you. Team of the week. Funny story this week Yay. comes from the FA Cup first round. Mm, as all funny things do. Yep. In a tie between Accrington Stanley and mm. Crew. Ooh. Crew Alexandra, given their yep. full name. Uh, the match lasted over three hours. Whoa. Featured three different refs. <laughs> And ended with only one linesman. I love how you said featured three different refs <laughs> as if it was like a, a rap track <laughs> featuring three different refs. Ooh. Doing a, a verse each. <laughs> and special guest ref. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Ice Cube. Hulk Hogan. He's not a rapper. Or they a ref. All, they all have to be rappers. That's true, yeah. The Rock. Um, yeah, he's kind of in between. So uh, the first ref, or the the whoever is the main ref, ref. yeah, the main ref, um, moon (laughs) limped off uh, during the first half. What did he do? Uh, I think pulled a hamstring. Oh no! So my brother did. Yeah, whilst refereeing. Yeah, whilst no, he didn't. He just did it. (laughs) Um, Down the street. Was was it at this game? It could have been. Yeah, he was the ref. (laughs) He's one of them. So he was uh, duly replaced by the fourth official. Right. Oh, fourth official. Yeah, fourth official. Uh, Pulled his calf and couldn't carry on after half time. Oh, no. So this left them with two officials and two linesmen. They'd lost two by half time. Yeah. God. So it took them ages to decide what was going to happen. Yeah. There's lots of chatting. You think there'd be protocol in place? There is. Oh, their eyes have widened. The FA rules state you must finish with one linesman. Doing the whole line? Is that what he did? He ran the whole pitch? He ran half. They flipped a coin to decide which half he would linesman. Oh! Whilst the other linesman reffed. That's surely a massive disadvantage for the team who's shooting at his direction. Yeah. Because they're going to get offside goals on the other yeah. side the where they're not. Stand on the goal line. Yeah. <laughs> He's never going to see from that far away. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know why they couldn't have done like half and half, like however much of the time remaining. It sound from what I've gathered, it's yeah. the full half time. That's a good point. Yeah, do half half time. Yeah, and then switch. Yeah, I don't know why that can. Yeah, be a thing. That makes sense. Or I thought he was going to say he had to run the whole line. 
Cause... Yeah, like at least try. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Decent work. Probably pulled his hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. They probably wanted to stop that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just one ref in the middle of the pitch on his own. <laughs> Help. <laughs> I've got no backup. Um, just by chance, there were two... Ref- Twelve goals in the one end. <laughs> <laughs> With the linesman. He's <laughs> been really lenient. Um, there were two refs in the crowd. Oh. Uh, a level five ref and a level four ref. Ooh, I, don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> they, sound, they sound dangerous, like Pokemon. <laughs> level five ref. I know all the rules. I got a black belt. <laughs> um, at level four, you only have the two yellow cards. You don't have the red card. They don't trust you with them. Yeah. <laughs> you get like a tiny little can of spray. <laughs> don't get a whistle. <laughs> get a flute instead. One of those. To entertain the girl, penny whistle. <laughs> 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 That's when there's a bad thing. That's when it's offside. Yeah. <laughs> um, but neither of them could uh, help out because they were both sort of associated with the uh, team. Oh, they were playing. fans. Oh, it was one yeah. of them, Mike Riley. <laughs> going mad in the stands again. Could could you be impartial? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not! <laughs> Go! Have a great week. Thank you for listening. If you want to find more of our episodes, you and can. Why f- wouldn't you? Well, everybody does. I mean, everyone, everyone I, in the world. I don't know how they found this one. <laughs> I don't know how anyone finds podcasts. To be honest, it's impossible. <laughs> but you can find ours yes. on our website, which is uh, backseatcoaches.co.uk. You can. You can get involved with us on Facebook. We are Backseat Coaches Podcast on Facebook. We've got a little cheeky page. Or send us a tweet on Twitter at Backseat Coaches. Yeah. We do all kinds of fun stuff on Twitter. I posted a thing about wrestling robots the other day on Twitter. This little video of robots wrestling. So if you want to see that, go to Twitter. You, you get any retweets? No. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find us on Podchaser, which is a good like podcast aggregator. They're pretty cool. Or iTunes. Yeah. And if you do it through iTunes, give us a little five-star review. Anywhere you find us, give us five stars, please. If, Please. If, if you see us in the street, just give us like five stars. I would love, oh, do you know? Like Milky Way stars. stars. No, Milky uh, Way stars. That's oh, what I want. nice. So go and buy some and give them to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.